This is episode 92 of the Q&A podcast. Oh, how anticlimactic. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Yo! This episode is about the XFL. I, mean, I can't, do the, I can't do the... the you remember the, the original Vince introduction to the XFL? This is the XFL! There you go. <coughs> well, cough. See? Because Only Vince can do it. <laughs> I didn't even try. I'll be coughing for the rest of the episode. Where's my water? Oh, thank you. The H2O. So, this is 16 years in the making, I guess. 16 years later, we're getting... The XFL 2.0, the XFL redo. The XFL 2, Electric Boogaloo. The XFL rebooted. <laughs> the XFL retooled. Um, so start at the beginning. So yesterday, uh, not yes. well it won't be yesterday by the time you guys listen to. What was it? So Thursday? weeks ago, Vince McMahon sold $100 million worth of WWE stock mm-hmm. to, uh, <coughs> or for the purpose of, of starting a venture called Alpha Entertainment. Can I just say, first and foremost, that just sounds like something Vince of would course. make because Alpha Entertainment just sounds so 90s. And so alpha. <laughs> so out of touch with with the decade that we're currently in. So we've got Alpha, alpha Entertainment. Entertainment and Snap Bracelets. And a Mood Rings. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So... He starts this this company, mm-hmm. and immediately everybody assumes it's the XFL. It's well, football. There were rumors that wasn't it like right after he created the company, they filed the trademarks for the XFL filing name? trademarks. Yeah, so it was pretty much a done deal. And a few weeks later, finally, Thursday, January twenty fifth. He holds a press conference and announces the XFL is back. Mm-hmm. After 16 years, a failed attempt on NBC, Saturday nights, um, bringing back <coughs> the XFL, and a lot is unknown. What we do know is that they're shooting for a 2020 opening day. Mm-hmm. So it gives them two years to figure everything out, to get all the kinks out, to find arenas to find venues to find teams to get players organized and more importantly to find people in the front office who know football and know how to do it right exactly which was not the case first time around Mm -hmm. and those are those are all the like things that we know for sure also terms of players there's a certain standard he's I actually have a list for. of things that he said in his interview you want, want to go through let's go all right so the first thing start two years January February 2020 I think it, sh- it should be late uh, February like a little bit after the Super Bowl yeah just so you get as you get some distance from the NFL and you're not clashing up against them um, so let's let's talk about that real quick. oh yeah go because ahead. From what I understand, because when the XFL, the XFL debuted in 2002, when I was, what, 13 years old, I think? Something like that. 13, 12. 16 and, minus what you are now. 
Yeah, oh, so 14. Yeah, 14, I guess. So, that's right, 14 years old. So, I don't remember the ins and outs of it. I just remember not watching it I remember after the first game. I remember the first game and the championship game, Yeah, and that's it. I can't even tell you what part of the year the XFL started. Yeah, sometime, I think it was cold when it came out. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember, but... Um, from what I understand, they, they <coughs> put it together in less than a year. Mm-hmm. So to give yourself two years now to figure it all out, to like you said, get all the right people in place, to get the personnel in place, you know, the administrative side and the actual you know <coughs> football side. Okay, we're off to a better start than we were 16 years ago. All right, ready for the next one. So this won't change Vince McMahon's WWE role. In fact, I believe he said during their press conference, it, all things willing, this will be the last time people actually see him in front of the XFL. Yeah, but again, we have two years. And a lot can change at that time. His sentiment towards it, his involvement could very well change. Also, we've had years and years of him being overly involved in the WWE. Sure. I'm not sure how hands-off he'll be able to be once the XFL starts running. Because we've heard numerous stories of the writers coming up with a plan and it being changed last minute by Vince. So who knows, as we get closer to the date in 2020, if Vince doesn't meddle. Right. I hope not. The only difference between that is... The only reason why I'm going to take, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to uh, not be as involved is that one of the first things that he said is that this is something the fans are going to decide. A lot of different aspects of the game that that it seems like it's going to be very interactive. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to listen to the fans, don't get involved. Because you're not listening to the fans in wrestling. Yeah, that's true. Who are saying, don't get involved. You still get involved. You're, you're involved. You're in it. Because it's your company. It's, it's the business that you know. Uh, the fact that he doesn't know football, hasn't known football since the first time, or even since the first time around, doesn't <coughs> give him a lot of incentive to be very hands-on. You know, So I'll take his word for it for now mm-hmm. that I'm going to lay low. Okay. No crossover with WWE branding or talent. I totally see him sticking to that mm-hmm. because it was a disaster the first time around. I vaguely remember The Rock coming out and doing a promo during one of the games. They used to have the pre-shows from WWE New York. And wasn't Jesse the Body Ventura involved? He was an announcer. There was... JR think, was involved. For JR, I think Michael Cole was involved briefly. Yeah. No, I think they're going to stick to that for sure. Unless a Michael Cole decides to leave his job as announcer for Raw and take over announcing duties for that. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, only way I see that is if it's an easier schedule. Perhaps. But there's talks that he's going to be stepping down eventually, you know, for a more behind-the-scenes role oh. with, the, with WWE. 
So you think he'll be like, I'm sorry, you off topic. He'll be like a trainer for the announcers. Yeah, I mean that's what he does now for the most okay. part, pretty much. Okay. So, but I think he'll you know devote all of his time to it going forward. But um, I feel like <coughs> if anything, if there's anything that he's not gonna budge on, I think that that should be the one, mm-hmm. and it will be the one rule or the one uh, criteria that he's he's set forth. Okay. Uh, let's see. League will have nothing to do with social issue. The social issues of politics. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's look. Does this mean they won't have flyovers? Because that's political. Will they? Well, technically, you think about it, the national anthem, standing up and pledging your allegiance to America. That's as damn political as you can get. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. But at the end of the day, it's his company. And, you know, it's not like the NFL where, yeah, they don't like it, but they haven't made it. They haven't made these rules saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So when you sign up to play in the NFL, you're signing up under the impression that those rules aren't in place so you can do that yeah. but you're going into this situation knowing that those are his rules that he set forth so the onus is going to be on you to whether or not you accept to participate in this company to be a part of this company and to play his game I understand yeah. that it's his rules but I'm just saying you want to say we're not going to have anything to do with politics but then you want to say well, everyone is going to be required to stand for a national yeah. anthem. The national anthem itself yeah. is politics. So right. it's, I'm just saying, right. you're already, you know, from jump being hypocritical. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> look, yes, yes, he's being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Because who isn't? There's not one person that isn't hypocritical at one point in their life. That's true. So, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll make it as safe as possible. I don't know what that means. I mean, are we playing in bubbles or what? I mean, it's just going to be... This is the same thing the NFL is trying to do. And I heard it's on Bomani Jones' radio show. R.I.P. You're literally trying to make a safer cigarette when it comes to making football safer. And it's impossible. You have guys who are in the NFL who are 300 pounds running a 480 running into each other. Right. I mean, linemen literally, you can look at a lineman and point out head-to-head collisions. They're getting, like, you can say they're getting, quote, quote, many concussions damn near every play. Yeah. The game inherently isn't safe. Right. Now, and look at this one. Mm-hmm. Another way to look at it. Yes, sir. Vince mm-hmm. has $100 million to invest into this <coughs> venture, mm-hmm. to this league. Mm-hmm. And... He says it's going to be safer. Mm-hmm. The NFL has what a hundred billion dollars with a B, and they still haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. Not buying it. Thank Don't you. know how it's going to happen. Thank you. Yeah, you made that's exactly my point. How are you going to make a safer, a safer game when the league who has more resources, more money, more scientists, more everything can't figure it out? You you misspelled all. 
Yeah. They have <laughs> all. They yeah. have everything that you don't have and they can't figure yeah. it out. Um, let's see. I already talked about the national anthem. It's going to stand. Um, it won't be individually owned teams. It'd be like Major League Soccer where it's owned by one central basically events. And apparently it's going to target NFL cities. So mm-hmm. they'll have, what is it? How many teams? Eight teams. They have eight teams, ten games, top four teams. So two from each division make the playoffs. Semifinals and then championship mm-hmm. games. So <clears throat> that sounds reasonable for now. I mean, you can't go too big. Mm-hmm. Eight teams is enough. Um, ten games seems seems like a lot, to be honest. That does seem like a lot, but okay. Uh, the playoffs seem very straightforward. And um, so ownership, can, I'm fine with that too. So you play everybody in your division twice and then play everybody outside your division once? Yeah. Okay, well that's fair. Yeah, I mean, really, really. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do math in my head, and yeah. I wasn't good in the morning, and that was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm trying to, but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, targeting NFL cities. Makes sense, sort of. I mean, look, NFL cities already have the arenas in place. Uh, Boy, you talk about that, like how are you going to get... Well, okay, not arenas. I, I'll, I'll scratch that. But... Like if you say, "Hey, I want to make a team in Dallas," uh, Dallas use Jerry World. Uh, how are you going to be able yeah. to use Jerry? I don't think so. Probably not. But I mean, I mean, they. I think the owners, NFL owners, would like that little extra money. But it's like I'm not going to promote a rival league. Right. Love that. So, and it might not even be that much money now. I think about it. But a larger market team. Mm-hmm. If you're targeting that market, then that's because there's a large enough fan base. There's a large population generally involved that you could get what maybe whatever remaining fans are out there that don't follow football, don't follow the NFL, and maybe you could get a good chunk of those, and you'll still get other people who are still football fans and get them going a little bit. There's, I think, it's a good move. Um, And then you won't have to use those, you know, facilities. You can... You can use a college stadium or something like that, or um, or even a high school. You know, there's look, especially in Texas, like there's there's high school football stadiums. You know, not just football fields. Oh yeah. So Texas would be an ideal location, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine with him targeting. Uh, Large markets. Okay. Um, moving on. Plans on speeding the game up from three <laughs> to three and a half hours, and we'll try to get it to two hours. Yeah. Get back to me when you figure that out with Monday Night Raw. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> How are you going to give us two-hour football games, but you still want to slosh through a three, three-and-a-half-hour Raw? Every Monday. How, Sway? How? That's hilarious. Are you talking about no halftime? I'm okay with that. The only time I've ever seen football with no halftime has been backyard football. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, no halftime. 
you know, the quarter then the quarters should be shorter, probably. I could ten minute quarters. Ten or twelve. I could see ten or twelve. Um Yeah. And that way, you know, you're shaving off a, a good amount of time and a good amount of damage that's, you know, going into that game, so and just keep going to keep, you know, so you don't cool down, you know, you don't get cold at all. You you just keep playing until it's over. And two hours is fine. If they can make it happen, why not? That's one of the reasons soccer is growing in this country, just because you know how long he's going to be there. Yep. You got you got the, what's it, 90 minutes? And then maybe. And then stoppage time, which may another 15 minutes. Yeah. So you're looking at total under two hours? Definitely. Well, yeah, you're looking at under two hours because you'll get an intermission, which is like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But the, and then over, oh, you know, the the halves run over, if, you know, depending on certain situations. So, yeah, you're looking at 110 minutes. So just under two hours in. It'd be great. Um, if they can do that and actually keep it under two hours... That would, that would really help them grow. Because that's one of the things that really people hate about um, sports in general, just being there all goddamn day. Right. Um, let's see, where was that? Okay. Basically, he's been planning to restart the XFL for years. They thought about changing the name, but stuck with the XFL. Probably just because of its brand recognition. We all know the XFL. Yep. Uh, let's see. They're currently looking into TV deals, social media streaming, and international broadcasts. Yeah, if, um, I mean, you've got two years, so there's time to find all of that. It's not going to, you're not going to rush it. And uh, why not go for a Facebook Live type you know, Facebook Watch or whatever it's called. Yeah, they should be doing Facebook, Twitter, Hulu, uh, WWE Network. No, I, I wouldn't you do think so. No, because you're like he's trying to keep those. Separate. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So, hmm. Because I heard him say that he was talking about um, basically having like one camera angle for. Um, TV broadcast and then do different kind of camera angles on streaming because you know that's that skyline camera that NFL has now ripped from the XFL they had it first right so you know I I don't know if this camera is going to keep it's going to contain NFL they've used it a couple of times this year the Madden camera where literally the camera is over the quarterback and you right. see if they have something like that XFL. They have the mag camera where you can see, you know, from the quarterback's perspective, the running back's perspective. You can see the, the blocks and you can see the the uh, wide receivers running angles. Mm-hmm. I think if they present that, the NFL's gonna be trying to steal that within a year <laughs> because that, like, if you're my age and younger, you've been playing Madden for over a decade, so that's the camera angle. That you're most used to playing that overhead angle and i think if they do that or even like man one crazy thing they would be able to do is like um 
the, there was this game um, NFL 2K5 where they had the first person vision where you could see from the quarterback. So imagine them putting cameras in the helmet so you can see the perspective of the quarterback. Uh, oof. That would be cool. But then you'd have to <coughs> you'd have to switch right away after a handoff, after a pass. The, yeah, you're right. That could be a little tricky, but that sounds that still sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or if you had a camera somehow attached to the ball. But what was like that camera was like streaming only. So you see that on let's say you see that on Facebook Live, but if you have but the let's say they have a TV deal with like um CBS. So it's on CBS. You're watching the game live, but you can see everything from the quarterback's view on your com- on your computer mm-hmm. or your uh, phone. Vince, call me. <laughs> I have ideas. We can make all the monies. Not on this, but somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see him going streaming. I can see him Try and be innovative. I mean, look, for all the for all the um, negativity that there may be out there, the skepticism that may be out there, Vince is going to try and be innovative mm-hmm. as, as best as he can. He is going to try and make it unique because I mean, that's what he does. That's, that's why he's a successful businessman. That's why he's a successful promoter is because he's... he's trying to do things differently and you know set the bar for creativity yeah. doesn't always work but it's worked when it really counts that's the thing that worries me the only thing that he has been successful at is wrestling right bodybuilding failed XFL failed mm-hmm. um I actually saw someone say, you know, if he actually did this for baseball, it would work. Just because minor leaguers in baseball are criminally underpaid. Yeah. If he just gave them a boost and was like, we're going to, we're going to give you, you know, the guys who aren't bonus babies, we're going to give you the money, we're going to get you out here in front of people, it might actually work. But, you know, NFL is still where the money is yeah. when it comes to sports in America. Even with the dropout they've had in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What's the next one? We talk about football. This one is the one where he lost me. Not sure about nicknames on the jersey. <laughs> How dare you, sir? The only thing people remember from the XFL. The two things they remember from the XFL. That damn that camera we talked about. Right. And he hate me. <laughs> yeah. How dare you, sir? I want to go the other way. I want to put damn emojis on the back of the of the jersey. I want someone's jersey to say, secure the bag with the money bag on there. That's why I'm going the other way, Vince. You want the poop emoji. You want uh, the thinking man. I want to have fun with this. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's going to last more than a couple of years. So you might as well enjoy it while you can, right? Mm-hmm. So let's put the, I need my nicknames, I need my emojis, I need my guys talking smack, I need all of it. We'll I talk about later why that, no, that's not it. <laughs> well, I think he should reconsider it, mm-hmm. you know, to make it, again, unique, to make it, to try and make it cutting edge again, or try to make it cutting edge, I guess. Uh, what is this? 
So they're coming out with brand new team names. Good. Um, I don't even I don't remember the original names in the first place. So there was the Outlaws. There was the Hitman. I remember that because that was like a shot at um Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret Hart. Wasn't there like a La Rage? Well, all of those titles stink. So they got to do better in that regard. And then there was one called, I think it was, the Birmingham either Blast, <laughs> and then someone pointed out, hey, maybe we shouldn't be talking about Blast in a city that's, you know, blown up black people. Yeah. So it turned to the Bolts. Eh. I'm pretty sure Vegas was the outlaws. Probably. Was, um, let's see. Uh... And then I think, you know, I had a press conference where people were asking questions basically about will Kaepernick, Tebow, and Manziel be invited? And Vince said there uh, no, zero, uh, basically, you got to have a clean rap sheet. So Johnny Football's out. Yeah, it includes DUI. In theory. In theory. He said that he would invite Tim Tebow. And when it comes to Kaepernick, as long as everybody abides by the rules. Stand for that flag. Well, Kaepernick did say before the beginning of this NFL season that he would stand. Mm-hmm. So... Did he? Mm-hmm. For? For the flag, for the no, entire season. but for, like, why? Huh? Why? His protest was already out there. You know, people already knew about it, they already talked about it, and he was still doing his activism. Okay. Wow. I, did, I remember hearing that. So... He's ready to stand. Yeah. He said that before the NFL. Then he should get invited at least. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we do know who Vince's boy is, so. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) Do you have faith? Um, Did you watch any more of the press conference? I saw the whole press conference. It just, I mean, the questions just kept circling back towards. Are they going to be forced to stand? Is this going to be, you know, political? Are you going to invite Kaepernick? I mean, they, they were based by the end. Those were the same. That was mm-hmm. the running theme, at you know, when he was doing the Q and A. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't anything. He wasn't going to give a clear cut answer on any of those things. Well, at least on the the players and personnel type things. I mean, he, he made it clear. Yeah, you're going to stand for the national anthem. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's, you know, if you don't, again, stand, this, if you don't stand, you have to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. Right. But, I mean, at this point, look, he's made it clear from day one. Yesterday was day one. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's indicating, <clears throat> right now, he's indicating it's going to be his way or the highway. And, okay, fine. I mean, look, it's your company. Run it the way you want to run it. Um, so the players need to be aware of that. They need to be aware that, look, this is how it's going to go. And if you don't agree with him, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing with someone who is fundamentally different. Or who has, not, not completely, but or who has differing opinions than you. So... If he wants to, you know, or if 
they're not okay with that, then they shouldn't make an attempt to sign up. They should they should just stay away from the whole game. His whole his game. Okay. And then if they do sign up thinking that they can go through with whatever, you know, with protests or kneeling, whatever that may be, like I understand why they're doing that. But look, it's in the rules now. And you're you're jeopardizing your own self for it. So I, I don't know. I mean that may not make sense, but but at this point it's like, okay, we know where he stands. Are you willing to butt heads with him over it? I mean, we stand on different sides of the aisle, I wouldn't even wouldn't even go play. You wouldn't even try to, you wouldn't even take a uh a tryout. So it depends if you you can't make the NFL. This is a backup plan. My thing is, if this could be better than college football, because this isn't better than college football, then people aren't going to watch. We don't like substandard football. Right. That's why the XFL failed the first time. The Arena League. The what's it? The USFL. If it's not the pros, where we see the best of the best. Or college where we see the next best of the best. Right. America doesn't give a shit about it. <laughs> and basically, uh, I see this on Twitter from uh, my boy Seahawk. He's like, the guys who who play for your all mater who don't dress, those are the guys that are going to be going to the XFL. <laughs> and so. We have a problem. We can only, we can't even get thirty two competent quarterbacks in the NFL. How the hell are we gonna find eight of them to do the XFL? I said this is this is gonna be the most gritty. Are you gonna see the guys with grit and determination, high motor, coach on the field guys? They're gonna be running the goddamn wishbone fifty times a game. Look at it this way. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be as athletic. Athletically pleasing as the NFL or even college, so it's gonna be. I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna be scrappy white guys playing and a bunch of black guys who are trying to make it to the NFL. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to make it safer, fast paced, whatever. <coughs> Brock Osweiler is not gonna give up his opportunity to the NFL mm-hmm. as a. Second string, third string quarterback making what half a million for that? Oh look. God, he's making more than that. Money. Well, he's I mean, say a, a second string or third string guy, mm-hmm. they're probably making half a million. They're not going to give that up for a starting job in a <coughs> newly formed league where the play is. I mean, it, look, it's going. Unless you really feel like it, this could serve as a feeder to get you into the NFL. Well, Vince said he doesn't see it that way. Right, but if the players, in the back of their mind, keep that feeling, that sentiment, mm-hmm. then you could see the uh, quality of play uh, at a high level or higher level than what we expect it to be. Because we think it's just going to be a bunch of practice squad guys, a bunch of undrafted free agents and stuff like that. But if a guy is really that motivated 
and thinks this could be just what I need to get me, you know. It's going to be under the, the shield. It's the fourth string guy who got cut. And let me tell you, these guys don't get cut because the coaches don't like them. They get cut because they're not good enough. Yeah. And so you're out of eligibility for college. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough for the NFL to be on the 50-man, um, uh, 53-man roster. You're in a lim- limbo. Like, how are they going to get people? I mean, we're all watching week one. Week one, for sure. We're all watching. But how do you get people to come back? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the the play could be very high for what for that. <coughs> like, if you were to take the best XFL quarterback against the best NFL lineman or defensive end, it's no contest. The defensive end is going to destroy that guy. Mm-hmm. But if you have the best XFL quarterback going up against the best XF, XFL <coughs> defensive line, then it's even, and it could still be a good showing by both sides. How confident are you about this? Uh, right now, not very. Because... Look, there's there's nothing in place. Uh, they're saying this is the uh, Make America Great Again League of Football, League <laughs> of America, and that's what it really feels like. Is you boys are going to stand for this flag, and you're going to put your hand over your heart, and you're going out there. We're going to have grit and determination and hustle. And it's like that's fine, that's great, but it doesn't make a good game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I can see it lasting maybe two years. Because if you have a, a let's say for some, oh Lord, I just thought about this. So let's say, college player gets in trouble. You know, drugs, alcohol, weed, whatever, and. You're not going to be drafted in the NFL for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to be drafted in the NFL. You can't play for the XFL. What do you do? Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> or something like the same guy. Let's say he's a talented wide receiver, but you have problems with the law. Instead of being a first-round pick, you're a fifth-round pick. So you have a choice between a fifth-round pick in the NFL or nothing in the XFL because they won't take you up to of a drug conviction or of whispers or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't see how they get the, the this whole, we're not going to take anybody that has, you know, com- any kind of issues with the law or anything. It's like, well, you're kind of hurting your, 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 your drafting pool. Again, I think that'll be something that will be relaxed eventually. You know, he says that now, but I think once he sees the available talent pool, then he'll have to make some concessions. But also, I mean, that's... Look, that's what a negotiation is about. It's about compromise at times. Hey, Ty, but how are you going to talk about you don't want guys to have DUIs when literally one half of your 
WWE SmackDown champions got busted <laughs> for a DUI earlier this month. Well, he doesn't run SmackDown Live, does he? <laughs> Slug. <laughs> Not my show. Yeah. That's on Hunter. I'm out. Right. <laughs> Let's see. You, okay, you want to go through other things that's happened in WWE? Jeff Hardy, he's been busted with pills multiple times. Uh, Steve Austin, domestic violence case. Uh, Booker T, convicted of armed robbery as a teenager. Yep. Same thing with MVP. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle, who has four documented DUIs. Right. Uh, claimed he bribed the judge with $800 to get make a fifth one go away. And I remember on that documentary, doctor, um, no, he called in and spoke to Dan Levitar. And he was telling how he was taking like some ridiculous like 40 Viking in a day. That's illegal. Your doctor ain't making a prescription for that man. Uh, Charlotte Flair pled guilty to resisting an officer in 2008. She, apparently, she kicked the police officer and got tased. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about that. So, you got these people on the show that makes you money right. who've, who've had problems and running with the law. And at most, they get suspended. Well, and sometimes not even that, because uh, who is it? The Uso? Jay Uso, still out there wrestling. Still He'll there. be and on the Royal Rumble. So, okay, so then let's look at it this way. Um, I don't want to go through this again. Clean slate. I'm tired of having to clean up these messes of these screw-ups. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the, that's the direction he wants to go. I'm 72 years old. I don't need to be babysitting people for, you know, getting you know arrested for drunk driving or beating their wives <coughs> or, you know, stealing from Target or whatever, you know. He's just like, look, I just want to make some money and have him play football. So he's, he's found religion, not when these wrestlers were dying in their... Late forties, early fifty, fifties. Yeah. How, how old was Hot Rod when he died? Like fifty. He's in sixties. I'm gonna. Look. But yeah, I mean, he let those things happen, and I think he's made strides. I think that's. Look, you can't you can't count him, you can't cast him. Out because of what he did, and. Because of what he, you know, did or failed to do. And then... Piper died 61. 61. And then see him try and redeem himself. Well, that's fine, but if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. You're kind of putting these rules about how you want moral, up, upright citizens over here in your football. You need to do the same thing over here in your wrestling show. Because your wrestling show is the thing that actually makes you money. Mm-hmm. And if people start asking questions about... Well, why is this guy here suspended for, or you won't let him to leave for drinking, but you got guys over here who are popping pills because, you know, wrestling. Right. They got to pop oxycodone and get drunk to dull the pain. And these guys, you know, get DWIs or fight brawl with the police and nothing happens to them. What's going on here? I don't know. What would you say it is? Hmm? What what do you think it is? You're asking the wrong. It doesn't buddy. make sense. 
I mean, that's, yeah. Here's what I think it is. I think he is seriously going after the make America great Trump voters who said, oh, that hate the NFL now and hate that black people are actually rising up and using their voice. Black Black people are trying to, rich black people are trying to help other black people? I wouldn't go that far. But I do think that there is... All those people who say, oh, I'll never watch the game again because Kaepernick kneeled or right. Michael Bennett kneeled or um, oh, this guy on the, on the, I almost said the Hawks, the guy on the Eagles, Michael yeah. Michael Jenkins, Jenkins, you know, raises his fist during the national anthem. And I don't think you're on Twitter as much as I am because I see people who say this. Every Sunday, talk about, I'm never going to watch the NFL, right. boycott no, no. the and, NFL. And, no, and we've talked about this in, in a previous episode where I've, I told you I think this is exactly why he's doing it now. Because he is capitalizing on those people that are leaving, that aren't tuning in. Like, he sees this is an opportunity to get those, those that are straight and bring them into his game, into his league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and bring something different, something he's, that isn't, that isn't political but is political you know what I mean he's basically saying hey are you tired of all these uppity negroes with their with their kneeling and their voices up and drinking and driving no, getting in because, trouble because white because white football players are doing it now like they're doing it in solidarity they're doing it to stand you know to or to kneel not stand but to kneel with their with with someone that they consider their brother because they share the same uniform they share the same locker room you know, they practice together. They they play this game together. They they win and lose together. That that's why those white athletes are doing that. So I I think, but because they're white, they get overlooked. That's but they also but they also get overlooked by people by statements like yours, mm-hmm. who are generalizing the assumption that. He's doing it because we're tired of these uppity blacks or whatever. They don't care if the white people kneel. But you know why? Because but they, neither do you. No, no. This is what I'm saying. They don't care if the, if the white people kneel because they believe if the black people didn't do it first, the white people wouldn't have to do it in solidarity. Sure. That's what I'm saying. So they're like, oh, you want a league where everyone stands, has their back straight and their hand over their heart with a tear rolling in their eye while NASA anthem them face? Place, then this over here is for you. That's what I think they're reaching for. Right. Ooh, Cousins may have torn his Achilles. Yeah. Jeez. But it's... But it's not, I mean... But both sides can't assume that it's because it's... As you said, uppity whatevers. Because... Everybody's doing it. Blacks are doing it. Hispanics are doing it. Even though there aren't very many in football. I was just about to ask, who, Mark Sanchez? Is he new? Marky Mark? But I'm talking about in general. Like, in other sports and and whatnot. But in in, in football, it's blacks and whites are not doing it. They're both kneeling. Solidarity. Give me three white guys who are doing it. Who are actually kneeling. I don't know off the top of my head. Who are kneeling, not when it's a team thing, when everyone kneels as a butter. Well, doing, but, uh, doing uh, it individually. On the flip side, 
I can't name three black players who are doing it either. That's how little I don't pay attention to football. I don't know. You can't you can't compare it to the fact that you don't know because you don't watch football. And I ask you, can you name? Give me three. Give me three. Three what? Give me three white guys who are kneeling. I don't know. I can. I can assume. I think I have an idea, but I don't know exactly. But and then at the same time, I don't know exactly which black black players are doing it either. Because Kaepernick is not doing it anymore because he's not in the league. Marshawn Lynch was doing it. Okay. I forgot uh, I forgot he did. Malcolm Jenkins, which is name earlier. Dwayne Brown. Uh, I didn't know that. And I don't know Mar- uh, Mar- Michael Jenkins? Malcolm. Malcolm Jenkins? I don't I don't know who he is. Uh, Eric Reed. I didn't know. He... He started it with Kaepernick. He still he's safety for the 49ers. There you go. I just named four guys. Yeah. Can you name three white guys? Can you name one white guy? That that are doing it, um Yeah. Is Chris Long doing it? No, they do that. They either they are one or two ways the white guys. They either kneel yeah, lock arms and kneel when everybody else is kneeling. Yeah. Or they put yeah, put yeah. the hand on the guy who's protesting. But I don't know who those guys are. But I see it. So I, it's. Let me ask you. Yeah. Ask you real quick. Would any of those guys be doing it if the black guys started? If Kaepernick and Reed hadn't started? No, I guess not. Okay, that's what the, these people believe. That, that these white guys wouldn't be doing the first place if black guys hadn't did it. So you know where they're going to go? They just say, I don't want to watch it anymore. I'm tired of these white guys kneeling. I'm sorry, I'm tired of these black guys kneeling. I'm tired of these white guys, these cucks. That's what they call These cucks oh, kneeling, true. you know, falling suit. I'm going to so, go over here to the XFL. It's a minority, but it's still enough to get people. It's still enough to help your league. That's where you're wrong. How can you make any money if you're only going towards a small segment of people? Smaller than, 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 we, than we think. Because we imagine an army of white people that are not for it and that are not watching football anymore because of it. But is it really? Is it really that many people? Because ratings are, yes, ratings are down. But it's not like they're losing half of their audience. If they had lost half their audience, which is millions of people, then yes, I would be concerned about the the profitability of football and its and its its standing. But if you're just gonna only target a few guys in what Alabama and Georgia or whatever, you're not gonna make any money. And Vince is not here to make a political statement, even though he even though it's part of it, at the end of the day, Vince is all about making money. That's why he's do- that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. And, and he's not going, but it would be foolish if he went with that mindset. Then he shouldn't even be involved in this because he would have to know he's not going to make any money. I don't think you understand the power of social media and the, what they see if he... Because 
you heard the Trump comments talking about they need to get all these sons of bitches out of here and his base erupts. So if you're Vincent Mann and you, you're, he's friends with Trump, let's say that. He's friends with Trump. You see that base erupt for that. You hear about the NFL's declining ratings and you see, you hear why people are declining. People are like, oh, I'm not watching because so this, this, the protests and this, this, this. If you see that here, it doesn't matter how it actually is affecting ratings. They see it and they hear it. That's why he's doing it. Okay, so then... Because if Vince actually paid attention to the underlying things that happened, a lot of stuff he's done before, he would never have done it. He wouldn't have done his bodybuilding, his Ico Pro, his um, the XFL the first time when ratings were when the NFL ratings were through the roof. Vince isn't listen. Vince listens to Vince. Sure. And if he believes what Trump is saying, like, oh, you need to like Trump calling, you need to make this league. My base will support you. I'll. Su- if you don't think Vince McMahon, I mean Donald Trump is going to tweet about this, has he already? I'm not sure he has or not, but he's it's gonna come up. He's gonna pro- he's gonna he he'll promote it. Yeah, Donald Trump is a promoter and sure. a con man, but he is a promoter. He will promote this to his base, and you can get those guys, men and women, that voted for Trump. If you can get even half of them mm-hmm. to watch, you're successful. But see, it's that's not gonna happen. He's not gonna. You're not gonna get thirty million people watching. You don't need 30 million people. How that's half. People? Is that not half of the people that voted for him? You just said half. You're not going to get 30 million people supporting this thing. You don't need 30 million people to support him. How many people do you think you need watching a streaming, a streaming show or, or watching TV? Because there are some people who are just going to watch because there's no football on them. Right. And then there's some people who are going to Are watch. those people Trump supporters? Mm. Some of them will be. Some of them, but are they all Trump supporters? I didn't say that. I said that you need some of them, and he will get some of them. So it's not going to just all be Trump supporters. It's not, and that's that's how you make money. You don't go after one base. If he was, if he's, if that is his intent to specifically target, excuse me if I spit, to specifically target the supporters of this person or that person, it's fucking asinine. And he shouldn't, because if that's the case, give back the hundred million that you that you sold. The you know, give back your hundred million dollars worth of shares. Close down Alpha Entertainment. Erase that press conference we had, and we just shut this podcast off because there's no need. Then then there's absolutely no reason to talk about the XFL. There's no reason to go over any of it. If that's not gonna, if if you really don't, if you really truly believe that, if you're Vince McMahon and you truly believe that the only way you're gonna make money off of this is by targeting this one person's base, this one group's soul base, like you're crazy. Like then then you truly are just a crazy old man. You do realize there's a sport right now that is successful and runs a business that literally markers itself to a certain kind of people and they don't look like me and they make billions of dollars 
Baseball. Nope. But NASCAR. Oh. NASCAR ain't putting commercials out for people with my skin complexion, and they st- they've been going for years. So you can if you can do that with NASCAR, you can do it with football. You can reach people. No, you can't because you said it. Years. Sure, they they had to start somewhere, and they did, and they established themselves decades ago. They weren't making a billion dollars. 50 years ago when NASCAR was just coming around and they were just starting to target those white people. They were struggling just as much as the XFL will if this is what they do. And Vince doesn't have 50 years to see it become a billion dollar enterprise. He's 72 years old. Like, yes. so. But he has more avenues for, re- for revenue than he did when he first made the XFL. You have streaming options. You have more cable options. And most importantly, with how friendly the WWE is with ESPN, he'll actually be able to get his highlights on SportsCenter. That's one of the biggest things that killed the XFL in his, XFL in his first go-around. The, the NFL basically blocked it out so it couldn't get highlights, it couldn't right. get replays, it couldn't grow. It won't have that problem this time. Are this you summer. sure about that? Because... ESPN still has a pretty lucrative deal. Don't they not, do they not have a lucrative deal with the NFL for coverage, for games? I mean, they do they, again, want to risk that because of, you know, good faith, you know, because of a working relationship that they have with, with Vince? You know, do they stand to make more money with Vince than they do the NFL? You have to weigh that. So the NFL deals with Disney. So they have ABC, they have ESPN. Where are they going to go to get the get the exposure? The, NF, the NFL? Yeah. You go to Fox, which they already do. You go to CBS. Are you going to Fox Sports? Because you talk about... But we've, but we've because, talked about this as well. No, no. You want to talk about... We're talking about just, okay, the NFL wants eyeballs. You're going to move from ESPN to Fox to FS1? Because FX1's ratings are horrible compared to ESPN. Compared to how many households it's in, terrible. It's like one-tenth. So, because we've talked about this in the past, how people are dropping subscriptions mm-hmm. to ESPN. I mean, we've even debated whether... We're not debated whether they're still the worldwide leader. I mean... Oh, they're still the, they're still the leader because there's no one else. Right, okay. So, you can say... You can say Fox, FS1, FS2, whatever, but you look at how many people actually have those stations mm-hmm. in part of their cable package, ESPN is still available in more markets than Fox Sports 1, and it's not even close. Because when you ever, if you, go, you hear about, oh, people are cutting, cutting cable and they're cutting ESPN, they're cutting Fox too. Mm-hmm. You just don't hear because it's, the numbers aren't as big. In fact... A couple months ago, Fox actually basically got rid of all their writers right. and went all digital. That's why they had the, all the writers, some of the writers went to the Atlantic. They can't, even pay, they can't afford to pay their writers or they don't think the, the print's worth it anymore. I'm, I'm, like ESPN may be cutting jobs, but they still have writers, so they still have money coming in. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day... I mean, the NFL wants to be, I believe they said by 2020, they want to be able to make, bring in $16 billion a year. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't help if you go away from the place where that gets the most eyeballs. Okay. You can like you can downgrade like the deal will be smaller if you go to if you're just primary like you if you're NFL you be pay, paying less money if you go to just be primary see it uh, Fox or CBS or NBC but you also have less eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So why don't like so what's a, the point? So a sixteen billion dollar company is is and at most the mercy of. Of ESPN. No, and most importantly, they're so of they're, all after all of the troubles that ESPN is constantly going through, they still have the NFL by the balls. Is that what you're saying? I'm so I'm saying if you want to make the most money and get the people to see everything, you want to go to the biggest sports channel. And no matter what they're saying right now, it's still ESPN. So they and still have the NFL by the balls. I wouldn't say by the balls, but they both need each other. ESPN needs NFL. NFL needs ESPN. Who needs? Yeah. Okay. And most, important, and most importantly, XFL, it doesn't start until... It's probably not going to start until after the Super Bowl. So you're not in direct competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, people were going to be, you know, watching ESPN for the draft and, you know, getting their college... Again, the NFL projections and all that stuff. They're still going to be watching that. Even if the XFL, the XFL is not going to kill them. So the ESPN, Fox, whatever, can still have a deal... Or ESPN can still show their highlights, and it's not going to hurt the NFL anything. Any, uh, you show a five, ten minute, um, what you do like a fifteen minute sports package for all the XFL games, and then right after that, you're talking about draft. It's not going to help. The, it's not going to hurt the NFL. I guess not. Yeah, but I mean, the the main thing is just how is Vince? Because okay, that's all fine and everything, but. Um, the original point is, how is Vince, how, how could he possibly think he could make any kind of profit, get at least even that $100 million back? Because this he's targeting I, a, 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 a sect of people because I be, this that aren't even guaranteed to watch his product. I will believe this until I hear something different. Mm-hmm. He talks to the president, I believe that. His wife is a member of the cabinet, yeah. so he talks to the president. If the president who they who talks to, if you're Vince McMahon and you talk to Donald Trump and you you two have been friends for years, you you trust his advice. So if he tells you, hey, if you make a league, I'll promote it. I'm gonna help you. My base is gonna be there for you. Why wouldn't you believe him? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's that's foolish though. I'm not saying it's it's. It's not full on Vince, but you're talking to a guy. If you have a guy who you've known for what two, three decades, who's a billionaire like you, mm-hmm. who knows how to promote, who knows how to get his name, his face, who fucking promoted himself to president of the United States. Yeah. Why wouldn't you believe him when he tells you that he can help you with your lead? It doesn't. When, and when that, when, and when let's that say, happens, let's that say, happens, but see, that's the thing. When that happens, that doesn't get me riled. Like you're, you're fired up about this because it, because you, you know, it affects you. And I, I totally understand that. But when it comes to some billionaire, crazy old man who doesn't, if that's what you really believe, <laughs> what you're trying to tell me is that this crazy old man is going to listen to another crazy old man on the whim. Time out. On the whim. Time out. Crazy rich man listening right. to another crazy. I'm sorry, crazy wealthy man listening to another crazy wealthy man. 
then that doesn't fire <coughs> me up. That's just I can't comprehend that. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's just because it's we silly. don't we don't live in that world. We are not rich. We ain't wealthy. We don't live in that world where someone can give you advice and that advice could turn into fifty million dollars in six months. They live in that world. We don't. So if he says, "Hey, I'm going to help you," and 2020, if he's no longer president, mm -hmm. what if he becomes part owner of events? Mm -hmm. Puts all that money in. He puts. Oh, we're not. Trump is a shyster. He's a con man. So I don't know what's like, but but what if he's like he makes Trump commissioner, and it's like, oh, you're if he if he's not reelected and he be like commissioner. Now we're to, now you're just. You're doing WWE booking. I am doing WWE. Yeah, yeah, I am. But but <laughs> tell me, tell me that it's not possible. He he runs for re-election as he should. He loses to God. I have so many. It's all about fancy booking. I fancy booked the 2020 election. You know who's not there? Bernie Sanders, old ass. But we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. But he runs. He loses. He can take his like. A portion of his base to the NFL even become owner or commissioner and still like Donald Trump loves money mm -hmm. but he loves attention more mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons he ran for president if you tell him hey you we can make some money off of this and we're gonna have your face out there as the commissioner of the league man I'm sorry let me use the line from the wire she Yes, maybe I'm just being gullible. I don't know, but I just it doesn't seem it doesn't <coughs> seem logical at all to for for any wealthy person to go by that um you know to go about it with that kind of plan. Like if that that's their plan, like that doesn't make any sense. So, but but maybe that's just my own naivete. You know, you know not, how um. Upset you are when we lose a softball game. Yeah, and literally I can't I don't even really try to talk to you for like the first five minutes after Yeah, imagine how upset you Vince is to know he has a Wrestling show that's been on for 25 years. That's made all this money who's made him wealthy his family wealthy his grandkids his great-grandkids all that and to know that there is something that you want to do and you failed, and not only did you fail in the first year, you failed spectacularly. <laughs> That's got to gnaw on him for, like I said, 16 years, and he's willing, he's going to do anything he can to prove that he, especially after that 30 for 30. It was probably right. already at the back of his mind, and that just brought it back. No, my, I, I'm not questioning his commitment to, Wanting to prove, you know, the naysayers wrong again, you know, mm -hmm. proving that it, you know, no, there's no way he can make wrestling what it is, and it's, you know, it's an empire now. Mm -hmm. No, no, I totally. And there's people now saying you can't do football, your wrestling, stay in your lane. Exactly. And I completely support anybody that says, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove you wrong, or I'm gonna make, at least make an effort to. Fine, if he wants to do that, he's got the resources to do it. That's fine, but maybe, like I said, maybe I'm just being naive and thinking like that's that's his game plan is to just target these people, you know, to solely target these people. I'm not saying, and we, like I said, we've talked about this, and I told you 
when we first, when the first, when the rumor first came up, I told you this is definitely the perfect time to do it because of the climate that we're in. A hundred percent. But I didn't say that, I didn't tell you that with the idea that that was the, his, you know, his only, uh, his only, um, source of a, of a potential fan base. Like I've never believed that. And I, 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 like I said, but like I said, I think I'm being naive, I guess you're looking at me like I'm naive. Question. What's the last time you watched a NASCAR race? Uh, I've never, I've never watched it. There you go. There's a sport. They know who their base is. They know who their fans are. And that's what they're going for. The same thing with um, this XFL. They know who they want to go after. They're going after. If they get anybody from the outside that comes in, they watch and they enjoy the games, cool. That's a little extra money. But it's, it's not their plan. When was the last time I watched bullfighting? Never watched bullfighting. When's the last bullfight is not a major sport in America? <laughs> Our major sports are football, basketball, <laughs> baseball, soccer, and you can say NASCAR. Well, but those are the ones that have the big TV deals. The debate as to whether NASCAR is a sport is for another time. Oh, and golf. And yeah. golf. Golf's Again. another thing. They know, even with the Tiger Woods, you know, being out there, black, black power and everything. Half. First off, Tiger was never one down for the cause in the first place. No. But golf has their base. Mm-hmm. White men with money mm-hmm. from you know from their twenties up to their <laughs> to death. That's their base. They ain't trying to grab me. Mm-hmm. That works for them. It works for me. I don't give a damn about golf. Golf, yeah. uh, hockey. Golf, hockey, NASCAR, they ain't looking for my black ass. Mm-hmm. They ain't promoting where I... When I go see Black Panther, there ain't going to be no promotion for that and that. If you know, you know where your base is, you know where you need to go, that's where you're going to attack. And you get anything else, cool. Yeah, I but guess. I, as like, a fledgling business, you need to figure out who are the people that are going to watch, buy, and support, and you need to attack. And once you get your hooks into that base, then you can spread. Because once you get that base, they're not going to leave you. Then you can spread out and maybe get the, the Afro-Americans. Could, could work. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> Well, it's um, it's something that I'll be interested in for a week. We're all watching that first week. I said that, and then after that, ah, uh, I'm all right. I'll be getting ready for baseball, anyways. Like, how do you like on a scale of one to ten? How confident are you about the XFL? What do you mean? That's a broad statement. Okay, one, you think it's going to crash and burn after one year. Ten, you think three years after 2020 is still around and breathing. Right now, it has to be five. Like, any kind of survey at this point, because it's barely in the embryonic stage, 
-hmm. it has to be five because you just don't know. You mm -hmm. don't because we don't know what the rules are. We don't know who is what the what uh, personnel administratively or you know actually athletically who is involved. Mm -hmm. You know none of that stuff. So until you know anything, there's really I don't I don't see how you can tip the scales either way. Because at this point we're condemning Vince based on or I guess I don't know if that's the right word. Or we're we're dismissing this venture by Vince purely on what happened sixteen years ago. Uh -huh. But we're not like we're we're dismissing that but we're not and we're not even acknowledging that or giving him a chance to say, okay, well, he's got more time now. He's got more resources now. Someone did a list of things that weren't invented 16 years ago, last time the XFL was here. It's ridiculous. It's like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, mm -hmm. all, you know, live phone. iPhone? iPhone, yeah. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. So, you know, until we see some un uh, unraveling of the plans, unveil or unveiling of the plans, um, it's going to be just down the middle for me right now. Okay. Because, I, I mean, I'd rather see him succeed rather than fail. Um, I mean, I'd rather see him succeed than fail. But either way, it's not going to... Like, it's not going to affect me if he does fail or if he does succeed. Like, uh, you know. Sure, I'm rooting for... I mean, I'd, like I said, rather see him succeed... But if you were to tell me, oh, he succeeded, I'd be like, cool. And you said, oh, he failed. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. That's all right. I'll go Let's back to his mansion and cry into his nice soft bed. And I'll go back to, you know, listen to my records and... <laughs> Being broke and poor shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right, as far as for me, uh, scale of 1 to 10, I am I'm very, very, very much a 2. Okay. I'd be surprised if they make it, this makes it into a second year just because I think that's the base they want. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to help them make money. Okay. I, I don't think so either, and that's why I don't think. No, I, look, I said it was their business plan. I didn't say it was a smart business plan. Yeah. You got to remember, this is a guy that's been trying to, you know, promote Roman Reigns for the past three years. <laughs> Five. Four. Five. Five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah. Five years. Five years. But yeah, he's stubborn to a fault. Sure. So I think that's their plan to go after the Make America Great side of America. Only. For the most part. Yeah. The, that's their base. That's mm -hmm. what they're going for. And so then you're not going to, then there's no reason to go anywhere near California, right? Or New York. I mean, just those because. Are two, those are the two largest markets. Just because it's a liberal State or whatever mm -hmm. doesn't mean there's pockets of conservatism in there. I mean, but Texas. Looking at you look at Texas. Texas conservative state. You look at the election for 2006. Mm -hmm. Every big city: Houston, Dallas, um, El Paso, San Antonio, Austin, blue. Right. So just because you have such and such state doesn't mean that the opposite is in there. But Houston was an established had an established football team, mm -hmm. right? When they were established, their 
target audience wasn't George Bush supporters or Donald Trump supporters. Their target audience was Houstonians. With the way you put it, why would you go to Los Angeles? Because you're not going anywhere else in California. Like, and, and even if you do go elsewhere in California, whatever conservative part of California there is, you're not going to go there. You're not going to go to Northern California. Or send wherever where I don't know where the conservatives are in California, but you're not if with that logic, it makes no sense to go to Los Angeles because why would Los Angeles why would people from Los Angeles accept that if that's if they truly believe that he's only going to be targeting Donald Trump Donald Trump supporters why would they even uh, why would they even want that that this man's you know <coughs> business there around why would new york city want that if if that's the whole reason that that's his main target his target isn't there his those supporters aren't going to be in los angeles they're not going to be in new york they're not going to be in houston now when we had when Houston foot when football was established in New York and in Houston, it wasn't for political reasons; it's for the sport. But if if he's trying to make money on a political ideology, then it makes no sense to target the three of the four largest markets, and even Chicago. The four it, it would make no sense to target the four largest markets because the fan base shouldn't be there. And the fan base shouldn't accept it if they're like, oh, well, he's just using me. He thinks I'm a Trump supporter. No, I don't want, I don't want your football league here. Take it elsewhere. Which one do you want me to answer first? The whole Texans going after conservatism and everything, the NFL going after conservatism or why the XFL has to go into big cities? Which one do you want first? Uh, just stick with the XFL because the other one I don't really even care. It, well, I'm gonna do the first one. NFL doesn't give a damn. They're here for money. Don't matter what you are, black, white, Hispanic, Mexican, Jew, uh, Christian, Catholic. The NFL cares about money. Right. Now, saying that the XFL new guy on the scene, you gotta you gotta get your block where you can. Mm-hmm. It's like you out there selling dope. You gotta get where you can. You gotta get your corner. Stay there. XFL. They gotta get in where where the getting is good. Okay, but, no, but back. But, to, up back. I'm right. in, hold on. As far as the reason that you need to go into Houston, L.A., New York, Chicago, big market cities, you still have to prove to advertise, advertisers, to streaming services, to CBS, NBC, ESPN, whatever. Hey, we're in these big cities, so you can broadcast us because it will be shown these big cities people will watch. But they shouldn't. Hmm? With that logic, they shouldn't though. Because I if, they should. Because if, if they're if they're going into these markets where they have there's to, no Trump supporters, you still have to go into big cities. One, you need to prove like I say, you need to prove to the people who are gonna be giving you money, mm-hmm. to paying for your, your rights to broadcast, you have to prove you have to be in the big cities to make the big money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot my second point. 
Oh, I hate when I lose my train of thought. So you have to be in the big cities to make money. And two... And you have to prove that they'll watch it. Right? Something like that? Oh, I hate when this happens. But if it's a political thing, like you're saying, if it's to target... Oh, two! They're going to get that first week big hit. Mm -hmm. So you turn around and say, look at this first week we got... Every game got mm-hmm. 12 million views. But Keep the money going. If we're talking, if we're looking at it as a political scheme or a way to target a political audience, because that's what you're saying. I mean, that, that's what you're saying is that that's what, that's why he's doing this. So he can target that particular audience. If that's the case and if people truly believe that, then why wouldn't the mayors, because it's a political issue now. Why wouldn't the mayors of those cities, Sylvester Turner of Houston, whoever the Los Angeles mayor is, the mayor of, of New York City, these uh, liberal, you know, these, those markets are run by Democrats. Why wouldn't they come out and say politically, we don't want his business in our city? First off, there's no mayor in the world that's going to turn away money. Unless it's from the KKK or some... Alt right, super super. It's close Nazi. enough. It's no, someone who's on. directly in contact with the president that nobody wants anything to do with. So, I'm saying if that's the case, then those mayors need to come out and say, "Thanks, but no thanks. Go find another city." Second reason, mm-hmm. just because black people can see the game, don't mean all white people can see the game. I. This is the same thing that happened with Trump. We saw the game that was coming when when he was running for president. Mm-hmm. We saw he was a con artist. We voted against him. Mm-hmm. Fifty. What was that? What was it? Fifty three percent of uh, no, fifty three percent of white women, fifty eight percent of white men still went with it, and that includes some that were strictly red and that and independents. So there are still people who. Who aren't going to see the game as it is? I can see what it is. My black friends, we all see what it is. It's it's that's what it's reaching for. It's the make America great again bowl. We can see what it is. I don't expect every white person to see it like I see it. Mm-hmm. So if they want to watch it, that's that's cool. I'm this is me, a black guy from yeah. the black experience. I'm telling you, I see the game. I see what's up. They're looking for you can't have you got to stand for the flag. No. Uh, criminal history. Mm-hmm. I see. I'll tell you. I seize it. So why are you gonna watch week one? Hmm? The, the fuck else am I gonna do in February? Don't watch week one. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like because <coughs> that's the only way that these guys are gonna learn is hitting them in the pocketbooks. Yeah, and if ratings are down, and ratings will be down. But ratings should be down yeah. after week one. And that's what's going to happen. That's what happened. No, I'm saying they shouldn't get 30 million viewers. or They shouldn't get a huge audience week one. If, if, if it's really that... Um, if it really is that uh, obvious that this is a political thing, then... I say it's obvious to black people. We right. don't run shit. If we ran shit, we wouldn't have the man in the White House we have. We... I can see the game. <coughs> I can see what's that dude. I can see what's going to be. I can see who he's reaching for. 
And black people around me can see Week Four. We can be like, eh, we're not gonna watch, watch Week One. See if any football's any good. And if it's not, fuck it, we're out. That's not gonna stop other white people from st- white people from staying in, or people who have some kind of emotional connection mm-hmm. to it. Let's say they go to some small town and make a team there. They're gonna have an emotional connection. They're gonna watch it. See now, the way you're making it sound, you're making yeah. it, you're making it into this whole political thing. Now I don't even want to watch week one, like because I, <coughs> it makes no sense then for me to watch week one because it's like, all it is is just this grand statement that we're not gonna, we're not putting up with that. Then, fuck that. I don't want. I'm not. I'm. I'm telling you right now. I'm not gonna watch week one, if that's the case. Like, fuck it. <laughs> I'll find something to do. February 2012, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you're still on this earth. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if it really is a political thing like that, mm-hmm. or if that's the target, <coughs> I don't. I then I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not going to. And I think more people should, you know, should do that. But that's, I mean, that's me. Ooh, Demarcus Cousins out. Yep. Achilles. Achilles. I say I rec- I I see the game. I see the con art. See who they're reaching for. And it was, it's not. I, I'm personally. You you tell you're showing me the game. Mm-hmm. I'm turning the game off before it even before the whistle even blows. I'm showing you how shysters work. I'm showing you right now. <laughs> once, you, once you recognize game, so the game so you can play the game before the game plays you. Yeah, you won't be getting my money that weekend. I am. <laughs> you know, we, before we started, you were like tired. I was like, "You gonna make it?" You're like, "You sure?" I make it. It won't be more than thirty minutes. We've been talking for an hour and twenty. <clears throat> I had to stand up a few times just to get the blood flowing again. Mm-hmm. And then I don't get I don't get into political discussions because I'm not. Uh, I don't follow it as much, and I haven't been impacted by it yet as much. So, you know. Oh man, I, tr- like I, I like formulating thoughts, having my arguments, you know, prepared. That's not there. It's not up here. I don't have it. I don't have that ready. So I'm, I'm the opposite. Since Trump won, right. I'm like. All You're up, ready. I'm all up on it. I was on. You're ready to talk about it anytime, anywhere, can, with anyone. What Christian was talking about uh, the wall. Yeah. Because um, Christian is of Mexican descent. Yeah. And uh, of course, he was trashing the wall. And like someone replied about how they saw an extra sixty dollars mm-hmm. in their paycheck. And he was like, "Oh, I think the thank Trump." And I was like, "Well, actually, that sixty dollars you saw." Still part of the Bush tax cut. Mm-hmm. Trump's tax plan doesn't start until after the midterm elections. Because Mitch, Mitch McConnell is many things, but he ain't stupid. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if we want to get into you, you want to get to the tax plan and you want to get into how Trump, even if 
the uh, Democrats win every damn seat up for election in the 2018 midterms, they still can't impeach him. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't need to go all there. That's the one good thing that came out of him winning the election. So many people are paying more attention to politics than they ever have. Mm-hmm. I know every got. I know almost every damn thing in that freaking tax plan he signed. <sighs> it is what it is. We're still, we're still living. We're still doing what we gotta do for now. For now, ten years from now, we'll be with our cups at the orphanage asking for more porridge. <laughs> more, an, another cup, sir. More porridge. More, I'm sorry, more gruel. More gruel? Yes, sir. It's gruel every day. Gruel for me and the boy. But I did I did wake up, though, in this discussion, because mm-hmm. it got, it didn't get heated, it just got um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a different take. Something we don't always talk about. But we don't ever talk about it. So it was like, I felt... Sometimes I'm like, do you want to talk politics on this podcast? And I'm like, I really don't. But when it comes up, you know, I try to, I'm trying to be as down the middle as I can for as long as I can until there's no reason to. Like, and, you know, I mean, if there's, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I'm try, I try to be down the middle. I try to get along with both sides. I may not agree with both sides all the time, but I try to, I try to understand where each side is coming from and try and take parts from each side that I think could be beneficial to everybody. But sometimes it's just, but, but, and oftentimes one side is more that I take from than the other. Usually my thing is, is what side are the neo-Nazis on? I'm going that way. <laughs> that's a good that's a good take too. Mm-hmm. Usually well, I'm more stand up for uh, anybody like Muslims, Hispanics, anytime white people come up for you, I'm like, hey, y'all need to calm down right now. And it's it's like fifty percent of me trying to be a good person, and fifty percent if they come after y'all and succeed, they coming after us next. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be on the broke on the boats back to Africa. That was that bitch was a one way trip. We here. Well, that I don't see that happening <laughs> ever. That's not. Mm-hmm. People who would like to try, believe that. But there's not enough. <laughs> there's not mm. enough. Nah. All right, do the outro. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we make it to the next podcast. <laughs> All this political talk. Fifty-fifty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We appreciate. It. All of the love. Uh, Throw out your Twitter handle, my friend. Oh, uh, at Anthony underscore E-L-R-I-C. And I'm at Quinn underscore 288. We used to have a home one for the 288, but I never use it anymore. (laughs) I just, everything I put out, I just do under my name. Um, 
So putting out the Royal Rumble on Saturday, mm-hmm. timely. Putting this out on Sunday, and then uh, I'm supposed to write about the Royal Rumble. That'll probably be at, be out either Monday or Tuesday because I'm ranking all the uh, the matches. That way, at the end of the year, we can tell which one was the best. Royal Rumbles are excluded. They do not count in best match of the year. Uh, are you doing anything? I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if I have time this time around. I'm talking about anything you have in, um, like, every month I write out things I want to do as far as podcasts or uh, columns. Mm, I haven't started yet. I have one that, like, I'm on vacation starting next week, Monday, Tuesday. Nice. And literally all I'm going to be doing is doing research on uh, Major League Baseball because I'm putting out, mm. I have... I'm looking forward to that talk. It's, oh no, we're, I'm, I'm doing the talk, but I'm also putting out... An it's article. Go, it's going to be 31 columns. Woo. One for each team and then one for the prediction. Jeepers. Jesus Christ. I'm tired just thinking about it. Oh man, this is going to be hell. And then I'm thinking about doing this for football season as well. I'm not doing it for ba- for basketball. I've officially like so like we're gonna if we get big enough, we're gonna find someone else to do basketball because mm-hmm. I can do football and baseball, and that's I can't and then do the pop culture stuff we do occasionally. But I, <laughs> your boy got to cut <laughs> it out somewhere. Yeah, I got to tap out somewhere. Um, and on that note, we're tapping out for yeah. this episode. Yes, yeah, so I was supposed to buy milk, and it's almost two twenty eleven twenty. Gotta get up out of here. All right. Thank you for all your love and support. Uh, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Help us get a little exposure. Uh, if you don't don't write anything, please like tweet us or I'm going to make an email eventually mm-hmm. and tell us what we can do to be better. All right. Anything else, my friend? Peace and love. That's what it's all about. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.